Did you know over 90% of podcast listeners take direct action on the advertising they hear? It's smart, right? And smart advertisers know Acast. We power thousands of podcasts all around the world, including the one you're listening to right now. If you want to reach immersed listeners in lots of different creative ways, then Acast's fully curated brand safe marketplace is for you. Visit acast.com slash advertisers to find out more. Acast, for the stories. You're listening to It's in the Bag with Chris Bag in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas on the line with Chris, who is at training camp. Now, Chris, normally you're the one giving people advice and training methods. You're down right now getting yourself in shape, correct? Exactly. Yes. This is my this is my sometimes uh favorite three weeks of the year because I get to I get to live just like an athlete for three weeks and kind of uh, kind of step away from a lot of the coaching work I do in Portland. So I'm not, I'm not running my usual master's group. I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not doing all the stuff that I usually do. So I just get to, I get to live the dream of a professional triathlete for, for three wonderful weeks. And where are you living that dream? Are you in Arizona? Are you in central Oregon? Oh, we're in Carlsbad, California. So oh, that's nice. County, yeah, North County, San Diego, which is which is pretty which is pretty awesome. You get you really get the idea of why back in the day, you know, everybody was here in San Diego. Um, the running and the riding is great, and the the pools are just getting better and better. We're you know we're two miles away from a beautiful outdoor fifty meter pool that we're swimming in every day, and it's it's incredible. And I'm just, I keep thinking, my gosh, you're right on the ocean, but you've got Palomar right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing Palomar on Saturday. That's uh, that's sort of our last really, really big ride. Um, and so that's, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got that day uh, circled because um, I've done Palomar once before and super fun climb. And, I'll, you know, it's always fun to go out and, and try and do better than you did last time. So how do you prepare for training camp? You can't just show up out of shape and start training to get in shape. <laughs> no, no, you can't. I mean, I, I started, I mean, I, I started back training this year in kind of mid-December. Um, I made a, a I'd, I'd say a, a tough decision for me and didn't do much cyclocross this past fall. Um, I, I, the year before in 2014 was my leg my cyclocross binge year and, you know, took, did cross all the way through nationals, which was awesome. Um, and super fun and loved it. But I was, I was so tired through, through training camp and, and really up until like June and July of last year, I wasn't, I wasn't really fit yet. So this past year, I, I kind of I finished up triathlon in, in mid-November and then took a, a really solid three-week break um, and then started building back up again in, in mid-December. I mean, nothing, nothing crazy, not huge hours, but, you know, still like, you know, training. And then, um, yeah, really just put in a, a bunch of, of big run weeks throughout the winter. Um, and uh, not a ton of bike miles, but a lot of bike intensity. 
and then did my first my first stage race at the end of February down in Chico, California, which is a pretty rad place, and it's, it's where uh, it's where Ian from the Boswell Chronicles, I believe, comes from. Ah. And um, yeah, so you know, I got to I got to camp this year much more rested than last year, but also a lot fitter. Um, last year, you know, I finished cyclocross in the middle of January and then was trying to get fit for training camp at the beginning of March. And I, I was just, I was just burnt, you know? And, um, so this year, you know, had to, had to cycle, had to sacrifice the cyclocross dream a little bit, but, um, but yeah, um, definitely feeling, you know, pretty darn good this year at camp. And what are your goals for 2016? Um, let's see. Uh, my, you know, the big short-term goal is to have a is, is to have a really good race at, at Wildflower Triathlon, which is my first race of the year. It's down in, it's near San Luis Obispo. It's a classic. It's been around forever. Um, it's a race that suits me because it's it's just a really just a hard race, um, and that's that's a good that's a good race for me. So the goal is to get on the podium there. Uh, a week later, I go to. Um, to 70.3 U.S. Pro Champs in St. George, and getting a top 10 there would be a really big accomplishment. Um, but the the really big goal for the year is Ironman Montremblant at the end of August. Um, I really want to be going super fast that day, and hopefully being in the conversation for winning it. That would be the that would be the big. Yeah, the, the the big race with the X around it. And what is a normal year for you? I'm normal, that's, I know, an out there term. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as the quantity of races that you do uh, with triathlon? I've, I've found that really I can get, you know, I can, I can get in four good halves and one good full. I've never really been able to get two good full Ironman races in. Um, I've often done two in a year, but if, if you just look back through, if you look back through my race history, there's been, you know, I pretty much get one really strong Ironman in midsummer or late summer. Um, and then, and then usually struggle with the fall Ironman. Um, I'm, you know, each year I'm going to, you know, try to have that not be the case. Um, because if you want to get to Kona as a pro, you really need to have a good fall Ironman. Um, it's on a point system and you, you just have to get started early and get, and get in the conversation. Um, so this year's going to be a similar, you know, similar kind of structure. I'll do four halves and then two folds, one of them Montremblant, and then the second one, probably Ironman Cozumel towards the end of November. Um, that'll be my, that'll be my other one. Um, but it's never really, you know, for, for racing Ironman, it's never, you know, it's, it's not the, the races themselves, even though they are, you know, they're very difficult. They take a lot out of you. It's the, the trying to get ready for, for them is, is what really is really takes a lot of energy out of you. Um, I mean, I'm, my, my goal race is five months away and I'm putting in, 26 hour weeks. So 
you know, if you listen back to any of the real big heroes of the sport, like Mark Allen and stuff, they would often talk about, like, you do the training the rest of the year that allows you to do the training in those final six weeks before, before your key race. Um, and, um, yeah, it's really hard to do that twice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what are you doing right now at camp? Um, it, yeah, pretty much a lot of everything. Uh, uh, Heather and I swim every, every day, uh, well, every, every weekday. Um, so Monday through Friday, we usually get up first and go to the pool. Uh, Amy's down here with us. She's racing, she's racing as a pro this year for, for her first year. So she came down too, and she's, um, yeah, she's getting to live the dream as well. So we all, we all swim and then, um, and then, yeah, usually do all three sports each day unless it's a day where there's like a, a huge bike ride. Um, and then it's usually just that, that other thing. Um, but pretty, pretty standard schedule, you know, swim Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, big rides are on Wednesday and Saturday, big runs on Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, um, you know, little other workouts kind of scattered throughout for additional volume. But, um, yeah, I mean, right around five, you know, five and a half to six and a half hours of swimming per week, six to seven hours of running per week and kind of 15 to 16 hours of, of cycling per week. That's, that's what we're, that's what we're doing at present. Can you define big for the run quantity? I've been trying to push my run volume up a lot this winter. My coach has had me doing um, 50 to 60 mile weeks right now at camp, just with the additional volume on the bike. It's, it is hard to, to be that single minded. So I'm getting like 45, you know, sort of high forties uh, per mileage for the run for the week. Um, and yeah. And then for, for cycling, we're usually, you know, 270 to, to 315, somewhere in there. How do you recover after camp? Um, you know, I mean, the, unfortunately, the thing you do first is get in a car and drive for two days. Exactly. Um, which is terrible for your recovery. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you do your best. Like, you know, you try compression. Um, getting a little run after you drive is is really crucial. I mean, like, so we'll, we'll start driving Sunday. We'll get up to you know, somewhere north of Sacramento and unpack the car and then go for just a little 20 minute trot. That, that really helps. Um, wearing compression in the car really helps as well. Uh, we keep like, you know, it's, uh, like, like a roller ball. Uh, it's called the supernova. It's awesome. Uh, we just keep that up in the front seat with us so you can, you can kind of work on stuff that tightens up as you drive. But then when we get back to Portland, you know, we'll, we'll really try to do not, not much for a few days, you know, really, really light, you know, one hour spins, some short 20 to 30 minute runs, um, swimming, you know, you can push on the swim a little bit more. It tends not to beat you up as much, so you can, you can kind of do more of it. Um, but next, next week will be, will be a light week for sure. Probably in the, you know, kind of 10 to 12 hour range in terms of training. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of little things you can do. Um, 
taking a big a big fish oil supplement helps, but you got to take a lot of it. You got to take like five grams of, of fish oil, which is more than most people usually take. Um, that can really help, and and also just making sure that you're you're eating just a ton of vegetables. You know, really trying to really trying to keep your nutrient density up because um, you have to eat so much sort of fuel food when you're at camp. It can be easy to lose sight of uh, of eating, you know, eating eating properly, eating nutrient dense stuff. So you said wildflower a little earlier. That's actually coming up really quick, isn't that first weekend uh, of May? Uh, it's yeah, it's a week after your after Deschutes River Time Trial Festival. Um, so it's I think it's in I think it's on April thirtieth this year. It's, it's always right. the last Saturday like in April or the first Saturday in May, kind of depending on, on where the calendar falls. I think this year it's April 30th. Um, so yeah, it is, um, yeah, I think we're probably six, really five weeks out. That's about it. Yep. So, yeah. It's, it's getting pretty close, which is, which is good. I mean, Oceanside, the Oceanside 70.3, which is the race that's, you know, one town over from here and is a, a huge classic. It's the, you know, the North American, basically opener um you know they just released the pro list for that and heather's racing it and you know and i'm like oh man i want to race um but you know i'm i'm it's it's very it's always very easy to get you know sucked into doing too many races so um wildflower is coming up quickly but i'm i'm pretty happy that it's coming up quickly But the reason I wanted to bring that up, that recovery week after camp is going to be so important for you because you don't have much time to the next race. No, no, it's true. It'll be, it'll be, yeah, that next week will be important. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing a, a two days of bike racing, um, a week, you know, not this coming week, but the week after this awesome little race called the Gorge Bay, uh, which is in the Dalles, a town that you know quite well. Um, yeah, I mean April is April is a, a month of racing. You know, I'll do Gorge Bay the first weekend in April. Um, my coach has me doing a half marathon on April 10th to try to to really solidify some run speed. Um, Tour Walla Walla the third weekend in April, and then um, and then I'll be at DRVTT. You know, but but as in most years, you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll usually do I'll do stage one, and then and then that'll be that'll be it for, for the weekend for me. But I mean, I'm, I'm also itching to race. Like it's been, uh, yeah, it's by, by the time that you, you know, you start training in the middle of December, by the time you get to April, it's, it's really, you know, you start, yeah. I mean, you start getting fit and, and you really want to spend some of that fitness. So it's, uh, yeah, it's nice. I'm, 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 I'm pleased that that race season is here. I gotta add, you're gonna do stage one and the prologue and at the DRBTT. Prologue, the new prologue, which we invented tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, it's great chatting with you. Awesome to catch up, and I'm really looking forward to following you throughout the season with our new show. With our new show, it's in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and what a way to wrap it up, Chris Bag. Thanks very much for joining us from your training camp. Appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, George. Super appreciated. Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. 
Did you know over 90% of podcast listeners take direct action on the advertising they hear? It's smart, right? And smart advertisers know Acast. We power thousands of podcasts all around the world, including the one you're listening to right now. If you want to reach immersed listeners in lots of different creative ways, then Acast's fully curated brand safe marketplace is for you. Visit acast.com slash advertisers to find out more. Acast for the stories.